Welcome to the Free Birth Podcast, a supportive space for people who are learning, exploring, and celebrating their autonomous choices in childbirth. Together, we'll unpack truths, share personal stories, and claim our ability to birth freely and intuitively. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. Jessel, who after a hospital birth said never again, and free birthed her second child in her home in Italy, and then her most recent baby in Virginia. Jessel talks about being a military family and navigating free birthing on base. She also shares how she dealt with her nervous husband and the actions she took to step outside the system, one birth at a time. With my first pregnancy, uh, we were just three months into our marriage. I did not want kids for a few years. Mm. Um, So it was definitely unexpected. Uh, My husband had gone to the doctor to get his semen tested. I don't know why, because we never spoke about it. He comes back and tells me. The doctor tells me I'm only 19% fertile, and it would be really, really hard for me to ever have kids. Wait, wait, wait. 19? (laughs) Yes. and That is so specific. Yeah, well, he had, like, the whole lab work, like, drawn up everything. Like, he actually did the lab. Yeah, and I was just like, well, 19 is a lot. It's not zero. <laughs> I was like, so there's still a chance. Huh. But after that, he knew I had, we had been in, in Afghanistan prior to that and for a year. Because we he's in the, in the service. Oh, you both were in the service? Yes. Oh. I, I, I was as well. Is that how you and, met? Uh, yes, that is how we met. Oh, wow. So, after he left, I got off my birth control because that, that was kind of where I started, I guess, heading to, towards a more natural, you know, way of life. And mm-hmm. I, I knew that the birth control was bad and all that. So I was like, since you're not going to be here, I'm getting off my birth sure. control. Sure. And how old are you at this part? In your I life? was 22. Okay. So you're pretty young. Yeah. You, you got married and he must've, for some reason, had it in his head. Cause that's kind of unusual. I'm trying to think like maybe he had yeah. some, you know, story in his head that he was, sterile or something yeah and he was like I just feel like I'm not and and I asked him I was like but what makes you think that I was like we're not even trying to have kids I was like what what are you doing and so then he knew I wasn't on birth control and all that and kind of like after that he started not being careful we were Mm -hmm. using the pull-out method and after that he was just like whatever careless he's like oh you you won't get pregnant you won't get pregnant he's like I'm gonna put my 19% to work (laughs) exactly (laughs) And I think it was, like I said, it was like three months after we got married. I, my periods were very clockwork. Yeah. I always got them at the same time. I missed it. And I was like, I'll give it a few days. And after the few days, it didn't come. And I was like, okay, I need to buy a pregnancy oh, test. Cause I gosh. just need to know. Yeah, of course. Bought the pregnancy test. And I saw the came, it was a digital one and it says pregnant. And I just ball out crying because I, it wasn't expected. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I felt so lost. I was like, I don't. I don't even know how to be a mother. Like, how am I going to do this? So I, I cried and I didn't tell him until the next day. Cause I told him and he thought I was joking. And I was just like, okay, I'll just pee on another stick and show him. And is he so home I, at this point or is he still somewhere no, else? No, we were both home. Okay. We were both home. 
this point. So he's just working his regular nine to mm-hmm. four, or eight to three, whatever job. He comes home and I'm like, uh, I was like, and I show him the stick and he's like, he's looking at me confused. And I was like, well, it's mine. I didn't have anybody else pee on it. <laughs> You're like, just to be clear, it's your baby, dude. I was like, just this, this came out of me. Like, this is my pee, you know, because he's looking at me like confused, like, well, whose is it? And I'm like, me. So we were both very uh, overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by the news since it was something so unexpected. And so that's where that started. And then uh, we, I didn't know anything about like home births, none of that. So we go, okay, so we need to go to the hospital. Since he's in the Navy, we go to the on-base hospital, mm-hmm. San Diego, Balboa, start our prenatal visits. You know, they do the whole first appointment, the urine test, all that. And that was, I was like, this is, you know, what everybody does. You go to the hospital, yeah. you see an OB, and this is it. And around, I want to say I was eight months, it was either seven or eight months pregnant, an aunt of mine was going through nursing school and they had her watch the business of being born. And she tells me, Hey, you need to see this documentary. Like I wish I would have seen this 20 years ago before having my kids. Hold on. They showed that doc in nursing school. I don't know. Yeah. She was in Reading, Pennsylvania. And she said that it was part of her like nursing program to watch that documentary. Dang, I, that's I, cool. I, and that's what I thought too. I was, after I saw it, I was like, well, that was pretty cool. Well, because there's, like, Um, a whole part in that movie that, like, is dogging on nurses. Yes. Huh. Cool. Okay. Carry on. So she tells me about that, and I was like, okay. And I remember I already had my big belly. So, like I said, I was around seven, eight months pregnant. I told my husband, hey, you know, my aunt says we really should watch this. So uh, let's put it on one night. So we put it on, and after I watched that, I'm like, I can't do this hospital birth. I'm like, no, there's no I was like, I need to have a home birth. Yeah. And I started trying to find centers and midwives and calling them. I think I was maybe 34, 36, because I remember that they told me that I was too far along and that nobody would take me at that point. So after I called a few places and they denied me, and then, of course, the insurance is like, well, we don't cover that, which they do to a certain extent. But, you know, you have to jump through hoops Mm -hmm. and things. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to go through all that trouble now. So I was like, okay. So so then we decided, I was like, well, I'm staying at home to the last possible moment. I said, I'm not, my water breaks, I'm not running to the hospital. I said, whatever happens, I am staying at home to the last minute possible. I want the least in- intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, the same aunt that told me about the documentary had my grandma fly out so she could help me since it was my first time having a baby. And uh, she, fly, she flew her out about two weeks before my, my supposed due date. So she was there when I got, when I started labor and all that. And, uh, it started at 12 AM and it started by emptying of the bowels. Like I was using the bathroom every 10 minutes. Like I could not stop. That went on for about three hours. And when my husband's alarm goes off to go to work, he said, well, should I go? And I was like, yes. I was like, we're staying here to the last possible moment. I <laughs> said, like, I will call you when there's a head. <laughs> I was like, this is a normal day. I said, go to work. I will call you when I need you. And he's like, well, you sure? I was like, yes, I'm sure. Just go to work. Cause he had me and he called, he had me call the hospital before he left. Cause he was freaking out anxious about, he's like, well, how are you going to know? And, and I didn't know. And I was like, I'm just going to know. I was like, I, I think I'm going to know when the baby's coming. I'm like, just go to work. But he had me call the hospital and the nurse. Of course they stay the whole, you know, when you're yeah. having a minute contraction every five minutes for X amount of time. I was like, yeah, that's not happening yet. So go to work. Um, and I was random, but I was selling this bed from Ikea <laughs> that morning 
to this guy that I have been trying to sell the bed for for a few days. And after that, that's the morning that he can go. So it's about 9 a.m. now, and I had been trying to call my husband. He works on a ship. He's on the Navy, so in the Navy, so he doesn't always have service. Mm-hmm. So I keep trying to call him. It's not going through, so I'm sending him messages. And finally, I get through to him. And he's like, well, what exactly is going on? And I was like, well, my contractions have been hitting, you know, back to back. I've lost my mucus plug at this point, everything. And I was like, it's getting to a point that I cannot tolerate them any longer. I think it's go time. Mm. So he's like, okay, okay. And they won't, for some reason, his immediate uh, supervisors don't want to let him go. They're like, (gasps) no, you're staying on the ship. What? So, yeah, this is welcome to the Navy military life. (laughs) They don't care if your wife is in labor. They really wow. don't. So he goes to the corpsman, which is like the people who work for the hospital, basically, on, on his ship. and say, hey, I'm coming to you guys with this information because my immediate supervisor thinks that, you know, like my wife isn't going to have the baby now. And I want you to tell them that she is. So he asked me, he's like, how far apart are your contractions? And I had the app. So I'm telling him, I'm like, they're, I think by that point, they were three minutes apart for for about 45 seconds to you know, 60 seconds. And it had already been happening for like 30 minutes, 45, maybe an hour. But I, at this point, I'm already in labor for nine hours. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know it's getting close and I could feel it. So he's like, you know what? I don't care. They told me that you're in active labor and I need to go. I'm leaving. I don't care if I get in trouble. Mm. So he just leaves the ship and comes home. When he comes home, I'm like sitting around. He's like, what are you waiting for? And I was like, I'm trying to sell this bed. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's on the way. <laughs> he's like what do you mean I said he's coming from far I'm not leaving him without the bed like I'm selling this bed before I go to the hospital oh my god my husband looks at me like I am that shit crazy yeah and I was like I don't care what happens like you need to get this bed to this guy and he's like all right just just get to the car okay he's like I'll I'll go give him the bed I said okay so I walk out with my grandma and right at she had forced me to eat potatoes with like shredded cheese that morning which I had no yeah I did not want to eat had no want to eat but she's like no you need to eat you need to eat yeah you can't go like and I so I forced it down and as soon as I left I hit I that I didn't know it was transition oh my god I threw up twice I had hit transition like I know that now but at Mm -hmm. the time I was like I don't know why the hell I'm throwing up. I guess it just didn't sit well with me. You're just like, why do I have food poisoning in the middle of labor? (laughs) This is unfair. Yeah, I was like, why am I throwing up? This is ridiculous. So I get in the car and my husband calls me. I'm like, what is he calling me for now? And he's like, I'm locked outside the building because the building had two doors, one to the parking lot, one to the front entrance where he went to sell the bed. And he's like, I I forgot my keys. You need to come back. And I'm (gasps) like, I I didn't want to walk. So and my grandma, she's a little too old, so I couldn't send her. So I was like, I need to go. So I'm waddling back. Oh Got to go through the one door, go to the other door, walk back to the car. And when we get to the car, my husband goes into his pocket and pulls out the keys <gasps> to open the car. <laughs> and he's, he's just pale white. Like, he, he is so anxious, so yeah. stressed out right now. <laughs> he gets in the car. And I started laughing. And, and he's like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, the keys were in your pocket the whole time. And he's like, 
I can't think straight right now. I just, I can't think straight. And I was like, should we call an ambulance? Or are what? you okay to drive? Oh, oh I and thought you I, said we did call. I was like, no. No, no. I was like, I was like, I don't want you driving if you're going to wreck right now. I was like, I'd rather go in an ambulance. You're where like, I'll drive to, my you know, own driving. ass. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want to. I was like, this is serious right now. And I don't want you driving under these conditions. I just got this. Like, like, oh, fine, fine. I just got this image of you like driving yourself and then asking for a stretcher for your husband when you show up. <laughs> so he's like, oh, fine. I was like, okay, then. So we he- head to the hospital. It was about a 10, 15 minute drive, but it felt like, you know, an hour and the bumps were ridiculous. And we get to the hospital and I'm pretty calm. Like I'm still very calm at this point. It's about 10, 20 or 10, 30. And as soon as I get there, you know, the whole wheelchair, Oh, she needs a wheelchair. She needs a wheelchair. I'm looking at I was like, I don't, I can walk. They're like, no, you need to sit on a wheelchair. I said, okay, then. So I sit on their wheelchair and they wheel me in and the nurses, you know, they're all busy at the front desk. Like nobody's even paying attention to us right now. There's about five nurses at the desk and they wheel me in and nobody's even looking at us. And it took us about a minute until we're like, excuse me, uh, how does this work? Like, where do we check in? And they're like, oh, right here. What's the problem? And, and he's like, well, my wife's in labor. And they're like, oh, well, she looks okay to me. And I said, I've been in labor since 12 a.m. And I'm pretty sure I'm close to having the baby. They're like, well, you look okay. And in my head, I'm like, well, how the hell does looking okay mean anything to where my body is on having this baby right now? Wow. But I was like, I don't, after that, I was like, I'm not talking. So they go into, they wheel me into the room where they, you know, do their checks. And the nurses are asking me a thousand questions. And I'm having contractions. And they continue and they're looking at me like we're waiting for a response. And at that point, like I started getting very frustrated mm-hmm. and irritated. Oh, and when I was at home, I hit a point where I was like, why can't I just stay here and have this baby? Like, mm-hmm. why do I even need to go to the hospital? And I was like, I've never done like I didn't know anything about free birth. And I was like, that's just crazy. And I was like, if I do this, my grandma's going to freak out. So I was like, let me just go to the hospital. And um, so at that point, I was like, I should have just stayed in my bathtub where I was comfortable. I should have never gotten out to head to this hospital. And I look at my husband after a contraction stopped and I was like, can you answer the questions? I was like, you know, all the answers. Yeah. Why is everybody just standing here asking me questions? Mm-hmm. I like, answer the questions. And when they check me, they're like, oh, yeah, this baby's coming you're nine centimeters oh my god and I was like I was like I I know I was close but with all that chaos I I felt like labor stopped it stopped Mm -hmm. for about 30 to 45 minutes it it started again once they checked me into the next room and you know they tried to strap on all the monitors and all that and I was like I don't want them like you guys said that this was a choice when you gave me the hospital tour I said I don't I don't want anything on on me right now so they're like, well, we have to do it per- periodically. It's mm-hmm. protocol. We have to. I got stabbed like about five times with the IV because they couldn't find a vein because I was so dehydrated. And and they and I was like, well, do I do I even need the IV? I said, I don't want to just stop. And they're like, no, we have to because in case of an emergency, you have to have the IV. And I, so I once again I was like, okay, fine. Um, after everything calmed down and everybody left me alone, I finally felt like I got back into that space, you know, to begin labor again. And um, I got into the bathroom. I took off the the thing, they gave, the hospital gown. I was so hot. I didn't want anything on me. So I'm butt naked in the bathroom. And my husband's like, do you really want to be in here? 
It's really dirty. I said, I don't care. Yes, this is where I want to be right Mm -hmm. now. I said, I want to be in the bathroom, away from that room, away from everybody coming in and bothering me. So I stay, I was laboring using the, the handicapped bars they have mm-hmm. in the hospitals and like between sitting on the toilet and that. And at one point I was squatting, holding onto the bar in the bathroom and the nurse comes in and she's like, are you pushing? <laughs> and I said, uh, sort of. <laughs> Cause I, and I got so mad at myself for even telling her. Cause in my head I was like, I'm going to have this baby. I'm never going to call them into the mm-hmm. room. Totally. <laughs> But once she once she caught me like that, she's like, you need to come back in here and we need to call the midwife. And I was like, I really don't want to go back to the bed. She's like, you need to. And at that point, she starts bending down to like pick me up and starts moving me into the room. So they moved me onto the bed and I asked them if I could get the squat bar, which they get for me. And, you know, the whole coach pushing, you know, begins and all that. And after about five, 10 minutes. I could no longer squat. My, my legs gave out. So I go back to the reclined, you know, position of giving birth in a hospital. Yeah. And here they are holding my legs back, coaching me to push. And I feel like my, what I'm doing is useless. I feel like I'm, I'm putting all this strength and I'm pushing so hard, but nothing's happening other than what my body actually wants to do on its own time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, what? this doesn't make sense to me. Like, why are they having me push so hard? When I can clearly feel that my body's the one pushing the baby out. Mm -hmm. So baby, baby is born. And well, no, before that, my water breaks. And when my water breaks, they see meconium. They're like, oh, we need to call the pediatric Mm -hmm. team. So now there's about 20 people in our room. Damn. And uh, so the baby comes out and I had, you know, I had known a little bit about, you know, more natural. So I wanted like the delayed cord clamping. I didn't want vaccines you know any of that like I still wasn't even sure I was on the fence I didn't know at that time why I just it didn't feel right to me so I was like I don't want it but I I didn't have my reasons exactly as to why necessarily nor should you have to uh, yeah (laughs) but at the the time that's where I sat and so they immediately cut the cord Mm. um they take him over to his table and they my I didn't see it any of this because now I'm dealing with nurses and midwife, you know, we need to birth your placenta and blah, blah, blah. And my husband tells me that, you know, they suctioned him. So they like stuck yeah. the tube straight down his throat to suction him. And I'm just sitting there like with tears coming down my face because all I want to do is hold my baby. Like mm. I, I, I like this and I'm like crying. I'm just like, I just want my baby. Like I want my baby right now. And then the nurse comes up to me. She's like, we need to deliver your placenta until now and I'm like okay and she's like we need to give you the shot of Pitocin I know you don't want it but baby's out you need to get it now or else you're gonna hemorrhage bleed to death and I hadn't looked into birthing that far like I I thought what she said was true so I said yes of course because I don't want to bleed to death I don't want to die on this table I I want my baby so I said yes to the shot of Pitocin and they do and the nurse you know massages the Mm -hmm. placenta out was extremely painful and um they deliver my placenta and i want to say it was after 10 minutes maybe 15 they finally bring the baby back to me at that point i was crying with my arm reached out saying i want to hold my baby Mm. i want to hold my baby and they finally and we didn't know the sex i didn't want to know the sex so i didn't know it was a boy girl yet they they lay him on my chest and i'm just you know in tears like taking it all in but I finally get to hold my baby and looking at him 
And I want to say about five minutes went by before I was like, wait, I don't know that's a boy or a girl. <laughs> so I, I look under the blanket because they had placed the blanket over him and myself so we can do skin to skin. And I was like, oh, it's a boy. And I was very excited about that. Um, and, you know, they they make you pee before you leave that room. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, you have to pee and, you know, the whole hospital procedure thing. They move us into the next room. And uh, the next day when we saw the, you know, the day doctors, well, first of all, the whole overnight thing of them taking the baby every so often and asking me, are you feeding him? Are you waking him? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And in my head, I'm like, what, why do I need to do all that? Like the baby's here. He's sleeping. I'm sleeping. Like, why do I need to wake him? They're like, you need to be feeding him every two hours. And, uh, but it, to me, it didn't make sense. I was like, well, if baby wants to sleep, like let the baby sleep tomorrow. I'm sure it's going to be a different way like he just went through a lot I just went through a lot like we both need our rest right and there's no there's no place for mother's intuition birthing in captivity when everyone is experiencing you and your baby as on the brink of disaster yes and uh so I'm I'm kind of like confused and annoyed because I I don't at the time I, I didn't have the strength to stand up for myself or the information even to back up what felt right to me. So I'm just kind of like, okay, okay. Very submissive to this all. And the next day the doctor comes in and, you know, of course she's like, well, why did you want to get him vaccinated? You know, and he goes into the whole hep B vaccine thing. And I'm just like, no, no, no. And he's like, well, is your grandmother vaccinated? She needs to go get her up to date on all her vaccines that she's going to be around the baby. And my grandma's like, tell him that I've never gotten those vaccines and I will never get those <laughs> vaccines in my life. And, and I, I just, I, of course I didn't tell that to the doctor because I was like, I don't feel like going down that road with him right now. But I was just like, okay, she will. I was like, she will. And they, they finally, we got released that day, the next day in the afternoon. And I finally go home and, he was definitely the toughest baby I had. Like there was, was hourly wake ups, mm. screaming all the time. Aww. And there's no doubt in my mind that it was the way he was birthed of and everything course. after he was birthed that he he struggled so much as a baby. Like I was seriously sleep deprived with him, which has not happened with my last two. And it, like it's when we remember his babyhood for my husband and I, it's kind of like a horror story. Right. Because it was, it was bad. It was really, really bad with him. And the only thing that would calm him was running water. So we would sit in the bathroom for hours at night. I would fall asleep on the, Aww. like on the toilet, holding him or in the bathtub with the water filled. Cause that was another thing that he loved was just being in the water. So I would fall asleep, like take naps in the bathtub. Oh my with God. A, you know, Whatever we we could do to get him to of course at night because it was so hard. Um, and then afterwards, I kind of dove into the natural community. You know, after that, you know, finding Facebook groups and things like that. Um, so after him, I told my husband, I will never ever birth in a hospital again. I said yeah. I refuse to be put in a situation where they make me feel like my body. I can't make choices for my own self, my body, and my baby. And I said I. I don't agree with that. And I said, and if I go to a hospital, I know I'm going to be fighting them the whole way. And I don't want to fight anyone. I was like, I don't feel like I should be fighting people in this type of situation. Like I'm in labor, I'm giving birth. I shouldn't have to be like, Oh, don't forget this. You know, look at my birth plan. Right. Been Um, there, done that. Didn't work. 
totally sucked. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved to Sicily after that. We get orders to move to Sicily, Italy. And two weeks after we arrive, I, I went to the hospital to get an IUD because I didn't want children for at least like another two, three years. I had told my husband. And when I go in, they're like, well, is there a possibility of you being pregnant? Oh, my God. Like, yes. So we do the urine sample. And that was a Friday. On Monday, since we had just arrived to the island, the base hosts this, like, welcome to Sicily thing. And they take us out to a trip downtown to show us the area. And we dine at a restaurant for lunch. And it was like, all oh, you can drink wine. And I'm having a glass of wine. And I get the call from the hospital. Oh, so I step no. outside. <laughs> I step outside and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so we got your test results back. So it's positive. You're pregnant. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> how And how old was your son? He was 15, 16 months. And did you have any, like when they said, is there any possibility? You just said yes because of the like inherent I possibility, said- like. So when I'm breastfeeding, I don't get periods. Sure. I had worked for two weeks straight, you know, eight, nine hour days. So I was pumping more than breastfeeding. And that happened twice to me. So I got two periods. And on that that last period, we had unprotected sex where my husband did not pull out. Mm -hmm. So I knew that the possibility was there. Wow. (laughs) But I wasn't sure. So I was like, "Uh, I don't know. And I knew that because of that one period, we were in murky waters. Right, right, right. Okay, so so you're at the lunch. You're like, oh, my God. So I go back in, and I'm like, how am I going to tell my husband that he doesn't, like, you know, change his face? And then everybody starts asking us what. (laughs) So I'm sitting right next to him, and I slowly put the glass next to him. I'm like, I can't drink that anymore. And he's like, okay. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, no, he doesn't. He's just like, okay, I'll drink it. And I was like, okay, that's not going to be that easy. Oh, my God. So I text him, and I was like, so we're pregnant again. Want to go to the bathroom and talk? (laughs) He looks at me like, what? So we go to the bathroom. He's like, like, are you serious? I was like, well, I'm not joking. I was like, yeah, I'm serious. They just called me from the hospital right now. And he starts, like, freaking out again. I'm like, okay, we've done this once. We know it's not that bad. We can do this again. I said, we got this, right? And he's like, I just... He's like, I need to think this through. Like, he just, he gets so nervous at the thought of having a child. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so he kind of calms down a little bit in the bathroom. He comes back out. And by the next day, he's like, okay, all right. Now I'm excited. We're having a baby. <laughs> sure. I mean, oh. not expecting it is a big deal. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a big deal. Um. So once again, this time I, I tell him, you know, we're, we're doing this at home. We're going to have a, you know, midwife and all this. So I start with the hospital thing all over again. So I go back to the hospital, you know, go through their procedures. And the first doctor visited, I was like, so I want to have a home birth. I want to have a midwife. They're like, we don't do that here. That's not allowed. Duh. And I was just, I just sat there like crap. So for the next 20 weeks, I keep doing the same thing. I go to my appointments, you know, I'm just like, I, I was, I declined like certain things. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. And of course they're all mad about it because how dare I say no to procedures and things. And I want to say it was about 30 weeks. I have been watching a lot of hypnobirthing videos on YouTube and this free birth came up, which at the time I didn't know it was a free birth. It's just this woman giving birth at a Creek, like behind her house or something with a yoga mat. Mm -hmm. 
She's like from New Zealand or something. Yeah, it's something like that. And she has like all her babies around and you can hear her husband there. (laughs) He's filming, right? Yeah, yeah. And I watch her give birth and I'm like, that is totally what I wanted to do with my first. Wait, people actually do this? Hell yeah. So that's kind of where I, and then I was like, wait a minute. And then I think I started reading the comments or something popped up that said free birth. So I start YouTubing free birth videos and I'm like, holy snap, wait, this is a thing? I was like, women give birth by themselves on purpose? (laughs) And I told my husband, I was like, look, look, look at these women. They're giving birth by themselves at home. No doctors, no midwives, nothing. I'm like, this is what I'm freaking doing. And he's like, that's just crazy. You're not doing that. He's like, you're going to the hospital. So I kind of sat with it for a few weeks and you know, the whole pack your hospital bag by, you know, 35 weeks or whatever. So in case you have to run to the hospital, it's ready. So I had taken out a few things and put it on top of my son's uh, dresser, but I could never put it in the suitcase. Like mm. it was just sitting there. And every time I would go in his room, I would look at it and I'm just like, no, mm-hmm. like putting it in the suitcase and I would leave. And every day it was like, I, it was like a reminder of everything I went through with him. Exactly. Getting like, just, I couldn't get myself to just put it in the suitcase and close it. Cause to me that was telling myself. I'm going to the right. Hospital. Totally. And was there any regarding that conversation of your your man being like, "No, you're going." Was there any like tension around that, or were you just like totally unconcerned with his stance on it? I let it go at the time. I was like, "I'm gonna let him sit with it, and I'm gonna sit with it." Uh-huh. So I started reaching out to my more like crunchy mamas and asking them, like, "Hey, do you know anybody who's free birthed who's done this before?" Um, his, one of his biggest issues was the whole legality, legality behind it. He thought it was like, it would be like illegal Mm -hmm. or his insurance wouldn't cover us if we were to do something like that. A common. So I said, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I will look into it. And when I get, when I have answers for him, we will sit down and talk about this. So I asked one of my friends who was still back in San Diego and she happened to have a friend who also has a Navy spouse. And she had a free birth. And so she puts me in contact with her and she she adds me to some free birth groups. And of course, I start asking all my questions. And my biggest concern was we were on base housing mm-hmm. overseas. And I was like, I do not want to get in trouble. for right. this. And I don't. And of course, I don't want to get my husband in trouble for this. And, you know, I started Googling. I can't find anything that says that they will that he will. Well, in Googling, I find this post that had been already like three years old about the same thing. I think her spouse was army and they were in Germany and she had a free birth. So I messaged her and I was like, Hey, I know this is super random, but I want to have a free birth on base. And I'm just freaking out. Like we're afraid of what, and she's like, Oh no, there's nothing illegal about it. Like you can go ahead, do it. Like, you know, she gave me like the whole, and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Cool. (laughs) And that's when I went back to my husband. I was like, look, there's nothing illegal about this. Like this is happening. This is how we're going to have this baby. I'm not going to the hospital. And he's like, Oh, you're still going to the hospital. I was like, well, you know what? You go ahead and try and put me in a mm-hmm. car and, to, and take me to the hospital while I'm in labor and see how well that, that goes for you. And he just looks at me like, okay. <laughs> so a few I think it's like a week or two after that. He's like, so what do I need to know to, mm-hmm. to do this? And I said, oh, okay, now you're on page. Like, yeah, and, and I want to pause there for a second because this is such a common, uh, you know, this is such a common dynamic. And, and yeah. we, we hear from women 
literally every day who um, are aligning with their truth to do this, um, often based with previous, based in previous hospital trauma and knowing, um, you know, wholeheartedly what they do not want to repeat. And then the husband or partner, you know, even if they saw the abuse and saw the, the um, aftermath of it still are like, no. And what I, what I just want to kind of bring attention to around your story is that that wasn't the end of it for you. And it wasn't, you didn't all of a sudden turn this into how do I get my comfort, you know, how do I get my partner comfortable? How do I get him on board and center your plans around him? But rather what I'm hearing is that you got feisty, you got clear and you said, this is what's happening. And And what I hear consistently in so many stories is that then the partner's like, okay, (laughs) you know, and exactly what you just said, like, what do I need to know? And, and then, you know, and and then after the free birth, you know, those are the dads that are just like the most proud and the most all about it. And so, you know, I hope anyone that's listening right now that has a partner who's like, yeah, no, um, you know, that, that's not the answer. That's not, that's not the end of it. You know, if this is your truth and you don't want, you know, to let your partner dictate, um, a repeat, you know, traumatic experience, which will on some level affect your relationship. Um, yes. Right. How could it not, you know, take responsibility for yourself. And, and, and I just, I love that. I just wanted to pause there because, what I see consistently is women who are truly aligned with free birth, they do it no matter what, you know? And then on the, on the other side, I see, Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that's, that's the way I see it is like, he doesn't have to live with whatever happened Mm -hmm. in the hospital. I did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I had to process all that. I had to deal with it. Not him. Yeah. Yeah. They, they go home and they get to love on a new baby. And I'm still sitting here like, what the hell just happened? Right. Totally. Yeah. And I think, and it, and I think it kind of can go a step further for some women who are like saying things like, oh, you know, my, my, I just had someone yesterday message me saying my husband won't allow me to free birth, but I really want to. And I sat with it and, you know, of course I always try to be super loving and gentle with that because I get those messages a lot. But at the same time, a part of me is like, you don't really want that. You don't actually want a free birth because I do think a lot of women use their partners as a scapegoat for actually not taking responsibility, you know, for what they say they want. Right. Correct. I feel the same way. I was like, if I want to do something, nobody's going to stop me from doing that. I'm I'm going to do it. Especially something (laughs) that isn't needed to have anyone else there. Like, yes, of course, we want our partners there most of the time. I loved having my husband with me, but ultimately no one could argue that I needed my husband, nor did you, because this is a biological experience that, you know, occurs with or without the baby daddy there. It just does, you know, the partner doesn't have to be there. And, you know, I, I, I just, I think about this all the time because it's fairly controversial as you see in our groups, you know, to like dare to say that you can even do it without your partner if your partner is not supportive. Um, I definitely felt like that during my first birth because I, I have this memory of him and my grandmother standing in the bathroom doorway looking at me with this faces of pity and like mm. pain. And I looked up at them and I said, you two go sit in the furthest corner of the room and don't come back looking at me with those mm. faces. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not dying. I'm having a baby. <laughs> and they sat in the corner for the rest of the time. Good. 
And I felt so mean, but I felt like it was so necessary because I was like, I need them to get out of here. Like every time I look up, they look at me like I'm dying. No, totally. (laughs) Yes. And thank God you had enough of your own, you know, fire and internal resources because I have seen a furrowed brow, you know, in, uh, on the team, totally throw a mother off. And so, you know, it's, it's, you're a hundred percent right to say that. I mean, face, you know, like people, yeah, I talk with partners about it a lot. Like, I don't care if you're nervous, you need to look like you're not. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're, if you're nervous, you can pull me outside and talk to me about it, but you have a game face on like that is, that needs to happen. (laughs) That was actually one of the things I told my husband for my second birth was I was like, that face, you better change it. Whatever you do. I said, I don't want to see that face again, mm-hmm. that I'm dying. Totally. <laughs> like, You're like, I, like, I don't might, do it again. yeah, maybe I am energetically dying, but that's none of your concern. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you better have a happy face that we're about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to see that. Oh my goodness. My wife is in so much pain face. Totally. And the like feeling sorry for you. Okay. So let's, yeah. let's go back. So, so he's like, okay, what do I need to know? Yeah. So then at that point I was like, okay, well I'll send you articles, you know, I'll keep you up to date with what I'm reading, whatever fears you have. I was like, let me know so I can help out with that, you know, and I'll find answers with you so we can get past this. And his biggest fear was at the end was hemorrhage. He's like, I'm afraid that the baby's going to be born or not. And you're just going to start bleeding out. And I'm, I'm not what to do. And you're both just going to die on me. Totally. And I was like, okay, first of all, let's not go in with that mindset. <laughs> I said, nobody's dying. I'm going to be having a baby. Okay. And I was like, and second of all, if it does happen, like I already knew about, you know, the whole placenta in the cheek or this, that I said, if the baby is born, you know, we can just cut the cord early. I can suck it. If the placenta is born, I can stick a piece, you know, of placenta in my cheek. I was like, but you know, it, it doesn't matter. I said, and if you're really that nervous, you know, the, the ambulance is a phone call away. I was like, but I will know if I'm losing too much blood. He's like, well, how can you know? And I was like, well, what happens when you lose too much blood? I was like, you feel weak. You know, you feel like you're about to faint, you know, all the signs of blood loss. And I said, so as long as I feel fine, it doesn't matter how much blood is on the floor. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be an issue. Um, so we finally got past that. And then he kind of started telling our neighbors, which at I wasn't comfortable enough to let people know that that's what I was doing because especially in the Navy, like people be very, very mainstream. And I was like, I don't want anybody questioning this. I don't want anybody like, Oh, she's crazy. Or like trying to tell somebody what I'm doing. Cause in Sicily where we were, it's a very, very small community because the base is tiny. So there's not a lot of people kind of like everybody knows everybody or everybody knows somebody who knows that person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't want people to go around talking about me doing this. But he told our neighbors across the street, which the wife, I think both of them were the wife used to be a corpsman, which basically they work in the hospital. And, uh, you know, she's crazy. Like she's putting your baby in danger. She's putting herself in danger. But they would never say it to my face. They would always say like when they were talking to him. And I was like, and I, and I got upset with him. I was like, look, I know that this is what we're doing, but we don't need to talk about this to anybody. I was like, this is our business. Nobody needs to know what's going down. And I said, when, you know, the day that I go into labor, I was like, I don't want anybody in the house. I don't want you calling people over here. I said, it's you, me and our son, mm-hmm. Grayson, who was two. He was just a little bit past two because he his birthday was November and I was due in December. So I was like, 
it should just be us three in the house. That's it. So finally, the, the day comes. I had been in his office, and I had my older son laying on my stomach taking a nap. And it was about 3, three o'clock in the afternoon, and he was getting to wrap up, but he still had a few things to do in the office. So I was like, I'm going to head home, you know, and start preparing dinner and whatever, and I'll catch you at home. And he's like, okay. So I started getting, like, cramps, and I thought it was just for my son laying on my belly because mm. I was so big at the time. I was like, oh, that must have just not felt right. But as I'm driving home, they continue, and I was like, okay, this isn't cramps. I think we're fin- it's finally showtime. <laughs> and uh, so I get home, and I just proceed like a normal day. Like, I started making food and cleaning up and whatever. And I want to say he got home around 5 or 5.30, and I was like, yeah, so I've been in labor the last, you know, two hours. It's still there. He's like, what? Why didn't you call me? And I said, because it just started and there's nothing going on. I was like, it's just, you know, the same thing. Like, it's, in, it's an accordion. We just have to ride out the waves, mm-hmm. you know? I was like, what was the point of me calling and getting you to run here? I'm fine. And, it, and I considered, like, I started cleaning up any last minute baby things I forgot to do. I started doing them. And I continued to do that till about, 7 30 8 o'clock that's finally when I was like okay I can no longer function I need to go upstairs carve out my space Mm -hmm. and I still didn't know where in the house I wanted a birth nothing had like called out to me so I was like I'll just leave it for the day of and set it up so that what I felt like doing was the bathroom upstairs the guest bathroom I had a tub and I was like oh I'll try to see if I have a water birth if the bathtub feels good so I set up my salt lamp and I set up a video camera cause I wanted to video it. And I had some pillows and the ch- chuck pads and towels and I set everything up in my water bottle. And I was like, all right, let's just relax in here. And at one point I went to the bedroom to lay down and after like 30 minutes, I no longer felt comfortable. So I went back to the bathroom and I got in the bathtub in the water. And as soon as I was in there, like the, ba- the bathtub was very, very narrow. I was like, I can't even open my legs here if I wanted to. And I felt so constricted and uncomfortable. I was like, I was like, screw the water birth. We're going yeah. back to land. So I get You're out. like, I'll get it on the next time. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'll get, and the water felt very soothing and I love being in the water. So that's why, that's what called me to do a water birth because it did feel very, very good. But I was like, it's fine. I was like, it's not a big deal. Let's go to the, let's go back to the towels. So I just, I rocked the waves, you know, wave by wave. By wave. And at this time, like, I'm actually so much more in tune with my body, you know, versus when I was like in the hospital and uh, being distracted every 10 minutes. Like now I'm just feeling my body, like I can literally feel my body opening up and everything happening. And I'm just breathing through it all. And I feel so relaxed and so good. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Like this, this is what it should always feel like. Mm. And I, I remember reading something that they're like, when you're in labor, just think of everything being loose and opening. And once I, once I hit transition and the waves are really rocking my body, I remember like doors opening, flowers opening, cervix opening, mouth opening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I'm telling myself that in my head. I'm like, just imagine things opening because it's going to help me dilate and everything else go smoother. So um, I'm there just thinking about all that. And I, my husband kept coming up to check on me, which was extremely distracting because my <laughs> son was downstairs. And I, I had wanted him to be there at that birth. 
But he recently he had just like figured out what blood was and he had freaked out a few times after seeing blood. Mm. And my husband's like, I think that's a terrible idea. Like he's just going to freak out. So at the time I was like, okay, fine. You know, we'll just keep him downstairs. But I was like, I want him to come up and see the baby. Like as soon as the baby's born. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was downstairs entertaining him and he had a movie on. And at one point I remember my husband came up and he had his shoes on and it was just like, (laughs) it was just like bugging me. And I was like, why the heck did he come upstairs? With his shoes Into on. my like, sacred birth space. <laughs> yes. I was like, it's so clean up here. Yeah. And he's going to come with his dirty shoes up here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, could you just take your shoes off? I was like, I don't know why it's bothering me, but it is. He's like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. So he takes his shoes off. He leaves again. And tell I me, he, say, tell me he did not leave the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he took the shoes. <laughs> I don't even remember because I was so close to crowning. Like I just, I knew he took him off and I was just like, whatever. And then I'm, I'm like so close to crowning and I hear the front door close and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And he comes back upstairs and I had the window open because once again, I feel like a furnace and I'm burning up and he closes the window and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, open the window. And like, that's all I could like get out at the time. And he's like, oh, the baby's about to be born. I don't want him to get, like, all cold with the draft because it's mm-hmm. December, so it is cold. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. And, and I couldn't say anything, but in my head, I'm like, I don't give a crap. Yeah. Open the freaking window. And all I could say was, Alexander. <laughs> and he's like, okay, 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 okay. And he, like, comes back in and opens the window again. And I was just like, okay, I'm cooling down again. <laughs> and... uh Right after that, the head was born and he leaves again for something. He comes back up and I was like, the head's already out. Wait, wait, I want to picture it. Where, where exactly are you and in what position? So I'm in the bathroom and I'm holding on to the side of the tub. I'm kind of like crouched Uh down, like kind of like a squat crouch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my bathroom's dark. Everything's pitch black. All the salt lamp. And I have some hypno birthing music in the background. Mm -hmm. And it's like a tiny little hallway. So he kind of like just pops his head into the right every time. Like, how are you doing? Are you okay? And then he goes back downstairs to go be with my son. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the head is already out. <laughs> and I'm just crouching there. He comes back up. And I was like, the head's already out. He's like, okay, let me go, go check on Grayson real quick. What? I'm like, the baby's going to be born like any second now. But he like runs back downstairs. And he comes back in time just as I'm birthing the body. And I just kind of let him fall out because uh-huh. I, I couldn't, I couldn't like go of the tub and I, I was so close to the floor and yeah, it was very heavily padded. So I just let the baby be born and he is by far the most emotional, like rush of oxytocin I've had. Mm. And he, and he is my very emotional child. Mm. Like it was so unlikely. Like I just broke down in tears and Aww. like, I couldn't talk. And I was just like, was like, my baby. What? like, it, like in my head, I was just like, why do I feel like this? And I was just like, well, I just had a baby dub. But like, I was like, this is so unlike me. <laughs> and now I see it like it's him. Like that is who he is. Aww. Like he is my over the top emotional child. <laughs> That's Everything so cute. Is, is extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, he, I call him my little spice. That's <laughs> so <just> sweet. <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, I was, it was crazy. Like it was just so overpowering when he was born and he came out, like, as soon as he was born, he was like crying right away. 
And my husband's like, is he okay? Is he okay? Like, he's still freaking out at the point that we just did this in our bathroom. And totally. He's like, he's like, is he okay? Like, what is going on? He's like, can like, I close the window I, now? <laughs> yeah, he was like, can I close the window? He did. He's like, can I close the window now? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can close it. I was like, I don't care now. <laughs> I was like, baby's here. I wonder what, um, did you ever give him shit about leaving once the head was out? I wonder what his, like, mental reason oh i told him well that that that, it's gonna come why he did that (laughs) so i'm squatting there and the the placenta came out two minutes and i know this because of my video i like timed it from the time he was born to when and it was literally two minutes the placenta came right out um and i was like oh well that was easy i was like we literally didn't even have time to think about it before it was burped and he was like is is that the placenta i was like yeah that's the placenta Mm after that, you know, I cuddled with, I took, he's like, take your bra off, take your bra off so you can breastfeed. Like he was more aware of this than I was like, I would have just sat there with my bra on. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it too. I was like, why was I even wearing a bra? Mm. Um, so he helps me out of that. And I want to say I breastfeed for a little bit. I can't really recall. But then afterwards he sits down with the baby skin, skin to skin. So I could clean up and I clean myself up. And then I, um, he gets a bowl and a, a strainer from our kitchen and we clean out the placenta, make sure, you know, everything's whole, everything's fine. He's like, how do you feel? I was like, I feel great. You know, I, I feel good in the sense of as good as that one can feel yeah. after they birth. <laughs> so he gets me my robe and we go to the room to cuddle. At this point, my son had, he comes upstairs and he's just like, he has this look of just like so much happiness to Aww. see this little baby brother. So it was another boy. And he sees his little baby brother and he's just so happy. And then he's like, okay, so I don't want you to get mad, but I called Sabrina to come watch Grayson while you were in labor. And I was like, so that's why I heard mm. the door. He was like, yeah, it was her coming in. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So she comes upstairs and she's, you know, standing there like she can't believe this. And who is and this she- person? So this was a friend that we had um, in um, Sicily uh-huh. that we had become close to, I guess, in the past year because we we had only been there for about not even a year um like eight months Mm -hmm. and she she was basically our closest like couple friends and her kids loved playing with our kids but it was just her in the house because my husband thought we were going to need more help Mm -hmm. um and then she comes upstairs and she's standing in the bedroom and after a while like i was ready to be alone sure but you know she was like chatting and Mm. i felt bad like trying to kick her out and then he comes with another news no! and he's like, so i know you told me not to oh my god and what? i really don't want you to get mad but he's like i waited at least an hour but i called the ambulance what and i'm like <laughs> and i was like why the hell did you call the ambulance whoa he's like he's like i just want to make sure everything's okay i was like everything is okay i was like i'm okay baby's okay he's like yeah but i just want to make sure like i'm I'm really worried right now and i was just like fine alex like what am i supposed to do at this point like you called them they're coming oh my god were you were you livid i was mad but at the time i was like i was already enjoying my baby and i was on such a high that i was like i don't care i already did it whatever sure so they come and I had one, that was when I originally wanted to do a loaded birth with him and they came and they were like, oh, well, you know, we need to cut the cord and whatever. Mm. And I, again, like kind of just submitted. I was just like, 
okay like fine cut the cord like it was already Uh, white so I was like okay with it but that's not what I wanted to do so I still like have that in my heart like that's not the way I wanted it to go and you know they're checking him and and then they're like well everything obviously checked out fine baby was fine and they didn't touch me and I wasn't gonna let them um because it in uh the bases the people who drive the ambulance are corpsmen typically very lower ranking people typically very very young these were kids they look way younger than me <laughs> like they're literally they can be 18 19 20 mm-hmm. years old driving these ambulances and i was just like yeah they probably never seen a birth in their life have no idea what the hell is going on like but they're here to tell me that my baby exactly okay, you know? well that's why it, it it makes me so mad is yeah is like the ingrained and I don't, I'm not trying to target your husband. It's so many people, so many men do this, the ingrained yes. distrust in the normalcy of birth and of a woman saying she's fine, that therefore it's not logical that the, the people that he would quote unquote trust or turn to are these like dumbass young kids. Like that doesn't, yeah. it, it just shows our, um, our, what's the right word? Our loyalty to the system. Yeah. And of course, it, like I'm irritated, sort of like in between having the high of a birth, I'm like irritated because they're here like, oh, yeah, baby's fine. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, dumbass, thanks. I, I need this, you know, an hour ago when I gave birth to him, like he was fine. But I was like, for my husband's sake, like, what am I? And they're like, well, we really, really recommend you go to the hospital. I said, no, I said I had my baby here because I didn't want to go to the hospital. I'm staying. And, and they're like, well, you need to sign this. And I said, I'll sign whatever you want, but I'm not getting on that ambulance with you. I was like, I'm staying here in my house. So they leave. And, and he's like, I'm sorry. I just, I freaked out for a second. And, and I just had to call them. And I was like, but why? I, I was like, I still don't understand. Like, everything was fine. And my friend was still in the house at this point. So I kind of told my husband, like, hey, like, I'm ready to wind down, like, you know, guests need to go. Like I'm, I'm ready to just be with my baby and my family and nobody else. So she, she leaves. Um, and she's still a very good friend of mine. I still see her often, but it was just a time that I, I didn't want anybody in my space. Um, and so that was my first birth. And after that, so on day two, after he was born, so he was born December 22nd. So this is around the holidays, all the craziness, they're like, you, you know, my husband's still like, you really need to take him to a hospital, all this. I don't know what, what was it, but I was like, you know what, if that's going to make you get off my back, you know, let's take him to the damn hospital. And I was mad because I could still barely walk. Like I was still very sore, very raw. We go to the hospital and of course, everybody's like whispering. You hear the whispers because nobody had ever done this on this base mm-hmm. where, somebody just gave birth at home by themselves like even it got all the way up to like the CEO who runs the base and everybody was just like holy snap (laughs) your wife is crazy um but I get to the hospital and the doctor's like so can you walk me through what happened like did the baby come too fast I was like no this was planned I knew I was gonna do this and as soon as I said that like his whole demeanor changed and he's like well that was extremely irresponsible of you you know you could have died. Your baby could have died. I was like, yeah, here we are, nice, healthy, and alive. I said, not every woman is like me. And that that's what pisses me off about the system, 
that was like other women walk in there and they're going to crumble mm-hmm. and they're just going to let it go or, you know, or, or change their minds or whatever the case may be. And I said, cause not every woman is strong enough to stand up for themselves and tell mm-hmm. them, you know, screw you. I'm okay with my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that doctor, you know, he starts blah, blah, blah. At that point I had already like zoned him out. I was, I was just looking at him and thinking about something else. I yeah. was like, you talk, talk all you want. And, you know, they start offering, oh, so you're here to circumcise and vaccine, you know, the vitamin K, the ointment, this. I was like, no, 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 no. I said, I didn't come here for any of that. I was like, you can take measurements. And that is as far as you're getting to touching my baby. And then my, you know, they offer the PKU and my husband's like, you know, they tell, oh, it's for this. And then my husband's like, please, please, let's really do this one. I was like, Alex, it's so unnecessary. Like, do you really need to do this test? And he's just like, yes, please. And I was like, that is the only test they're going to do. And while they were squeezing his foot, like the tears just started coming out of my eyes. And I'm just sitting there and I'm, I was so mad. And the, the kid who was doing it, he's putting a gloved hand in his mouth to stop him from crying. And, and now I'm irritated and I'm crying and I'm mad. And, and I was like, I'm never doing this again. I said, I am never bringing a child of mine back into the hospital for this. I said, do you hear me? I said, this is the last time we're doing this. I was like, do you know how mad I am right now? And like, he saw me that was sitting there like crying. Like I was broken over this. Like my baby's two days old. I'm still like so fresh on all this. And then after all that, like I told my husband, I was like, do you see, do you see right. why Hello. I did not want to step into that place? I said, cause that this was the same thing I didn't want to deal with during birth. Guess what? I don't want to deal with it after birth either. I said I was in there fighting every single person in every room we walked into, and I didn't have to. I said I could have just stayed at home. Well, he didn't. Yeah, it, like he didn't have your back. Like yeah, that's that's really unfortunately because I'm sure he's of course like a wonderful person and and father and blah blah blah. But like that's what that is. That is your man not having your back and questioning your decisions. You're imposing your choices on me. The whole point of free birth is that you are in charge. You are making the decisions and you are free to be. Yes. So we go home and I was like, next baby, we're not stepping in the hospital at all. I said, I don't care how you feel or what you think the baby needs. Unless I think that the baby does need to get seen, we are not going into a hospital. I said, I, I'm not doing this again. I was like, I, you know, we did the whole free birth thing. And, I, and yes, that is what I wanted. But I also did not want to deal with this. That, you know, that all sizzled down and whatever. And, and then I had friends like, oh, I watched the video because it's on YouTube. She didn't even suction the baby after it was born and all these things. And I'm just like, a little bit education goes a long way, <laughs> but, but I didn't, I, I just ignore the comments and the, you know, what people were saying. And I was just like, I know what I did. I know I didn't do anything wrong, but here are people that, you know, are ingrained in this babies need to be suctioned. Baby needs this baby needs that. Um, of course, baby doesn't need any of that unless you think they need it or there's a problem with breathing, but he came out screaming, crying. He was fine. Um, so then on to our, third so how long is yeah so now okay now you're you've left italy you're back in the states we're we're still in italy we're still in italy with your third pregnancy yes i was still in sicily i was there until i was eight months pregnant oh okay so we're still in italy 
And we take a vacation to come to New York City, go to Dominican Republic for a month. Uh, well, I was going to Dominican Republic for a month, my husband two weeks because of work. He had to go back to work. So um, he had gone to Spain, Ibiza to play on a rugby tournament. And during that time that he left, he was gone for four days. I left to, I used the military, it's called space available. You basically fly for free back to the States. Um, so I used the base to fly back to the States and a flight, the flights only come out like three days before. So a flight popped up while he was gone. And I was like, Hey, you know, this is my window. I'm going to go. I'll see you in the States. And he's like, okay. So I left with the kids. So at this time they're, one of them is about three and a half and the other one's about one and a half. And I, so I leave with the kids and everything, come back to the States. And well, then he comes and meets me here. And then we head to Dominican Republic. And while we were over there, we stayed at an all-inclusive and they had daycare and we had been leaving the kids and we were having lots of fun, you know, with that and back in our bedroom. <laughs> and after I think two days, I said, I don't know if we're doing it too much or what. I was like, but I feel so irritated inside. I said, I said everything just hurts. I said, we need to, you know, take it easy. I was like, maybe let's just twice a day right now. Well, I think. Wait, that was- hold up. You were having sex twice a day? It was more than twice. Nice. <laughs> wow. Because they, they had the daycare. And so like we were doing. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> yeah. So every like five minutes we were like back in the room and I was just like. That is impressive. Hey. Looking back now, I think that's when I had implantation cramps, but I didn't know that at mm. the time. So I'm still breastfeeding my one and a half year old. I weaned both of my kids through my pregnancies because I get horrible aversion like to the point that I just, I, I, I want to throw them across the room. And I feel like that is extremely unhealthy. So I just, I wean them and it's rough and I hate it, but I do it for my, for myself. I was like, I need to be okay in the head when I'm breastfeeding them and my aversion gets too bad. So we're having fun in our all inclusive. Our vacation continues. He goes back to the States. I stay with my mother and we go to this little, um, it, it was like a little Airbnb place, but people actually live there too. And it's like up in the mountains and it's beautiful. It's very like secluded, but it's nothing new, nothing fancy. Like it's very rundown, but I loved it. Cause it, it's like, you're actually staying in the culture, you know, in the land. And it mm-hmm. felt great in Dominican Republic. And I was, and the, it doesn't have windows. So it, it's like bars from a jail for the windows. Whoa. And, and they just, screens to keep the bugs out Mm. so you're actually exposed to the outdoor elements all day long and I loved it like you feel like you're in the jungle Mm -hmm. so I'm laying in my room one day breastfeeding and I'm looking out the window and just enjoying the breeze and all those sounds from outside and my nipples are just they're they're feeling raw and weird and I'm just like maybe his latch is changing because he's getting teeth (laughs) oh by the third day it finally like clicked in my head. I was like, wait, I had this feeling once mm. before. And I said, when I had this feeling before, I was pregnant. And I was like, crap. You're like, and I, I was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking back and I was like, damn it. All of that fun we had. Uh-huh. He's really <laughs> coming in strong with his 19%. Let me say. <laughs> I said, you better go back to that doctor and tell him he was, you were having a bad day. 
<laughs> I was just like, oh man. And and I don't want to tell my mom because, you know, the whole she gets a little too, oh, and I was just like, I don't feel like dealing with all that energy right now. So we had some neighbors across from us that were from Canada and they were staying there for like two months and they didn't have a car. My grandpa had lent me his pickup truck out in Dominican Republic so we could get around. So I tell her, I was like, hey, if you ever want to go to the supermarket, let me know. You know, we can go grocery shopping and and that way you don't have to worry about buses or how much you buy. And she's like, okay. She had told me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to leave my mom with the kids here mm-hmm. and go get a test at the supermarket. So I go with them. I go to the pharmacy. It was like 100 pesos, which is like $2. Buy a pregnancy test. Go to the bathroom in the mall. And I take a test. And I'm like, and I, as soon as I, it's like the two pink lines start coming up. And I was like, oh, crap. I was like, I was right. <laughs> so I just throw it away. And then I go upstairs to the food court, send it to my husband. I was like, and he calls me right away. He's like, what are you saying? I was like, what did the picture say? <laughs> He's like, are you serious? I was like, yes. He's like, oh, snap. He's like, okay. You and guys are like, going to yeah. be, you're going to get pregnant with your like 15th baby. And he's still going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he still wants more where I was okay after the second. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done. You know, I don't want any more babies. I'm so done. And then, it, then the third one. And now he's like, we still need the fourth. And I was like, fourth. I was yeah. like, I'm okay. I'm free. <laughs> I really, really do want a fourth, but he works way too much. Yeah, that's a lot. So um, then we finish our vacation. And when we get back to New York, I did a little photo shoot with the kids with like T-shirts. Like I'm a big brother to give to my mom because I did want to tell her before I left. Mm. So we told her before we left. And they're over the moon. So happy. And they're like, another baby. Yes, like babies are always a blessing. They're so good. Like the more babies, the better. And I was just like, okay. And I headed back to Sicily. We weren't supposed to be returning to the States till July, 2018. Well, comes February, my husband was picking orders, which he should have also done a long time before then, but he had extended a year to stay until 2019. And we decided that it wasn't best for our family. I hated where we lived. Mm. I was very isolated. Um, we lived about 30 minutes from the base and most Americans did not ever want to drive outside of the base. So nobody would come to visit Mm -hmm. me like up on a mountainside. It was a beautiful, beautiful house, beautiful views, everything. But I was by myself with two kids in this huge ass house all the time. And I was like, I, I started to feel like I was depressed and I'm at the time I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that I was feeling that way. I just felt like I was constantly angry and like irritated at everything and it was because I was alone and I wasn't happy where I was and I and I just kept telling my husband I was like I can't have this baby here I said I cannot have this baby here I said I don't know what we're gonna do I was like but I cannot give birth here and he's like well go to your mom's and I was like no I don't want to be in anybody else's space and I said you know that house is cluttered and crowded I don't want to be there like I want my own space but I just don't want to do it here I said this house doesn't feel right it feels so cold and it, I just and we we did not have a good relationship with our landlord. And I think that was a, another reason, like the house just felt bad to me. Mm. I was like, I don't want to here. And I just kept saying that. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. Like I even reached out to the farm in Tennessee and I was like, I will even go birth over there. Like I will sure. birth anywhere. 
And I was like, I will, you know, rent a cabin from them and go birth over there. And, you know, they tell me, no, we're all booked up for March. And I was just like, I, I wouldn't even really do that. I said, if a midwife ever tried to do anything, I would just be upset and angry that they're even touching me. I said, so what was I even thinking? I said, I need to free birth, but I need to figure out where and how am I going to do this? Um, Cause I'm already like seven, six, seven months pregnant. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I was like, but we need to go back to the States somehow. February 7th or 8th, we had hard copy orders in hand saying that we were moving to Norfolk, Virginia. And I was over the freaking moon. Like, I truly believe in, like, law of attraction. And I feel like I attracted this into my life because I I was like, I'm not doing this here. It's just not going to happen here. And when that happened, like, I just I still couldn't believe it. So we had two weeks to pack up our entire house and move our car from Sicily, Italy to Norfolk, Virginia. Um, so it was, it was very stressful, very ridiculous. Finally get back to the States. And of course, I'm not, I have no want or need to establish care with an OB here because I already had stopped seeing my OB. Right. Well, I had the most predominant labor with this baby that I've ever had. Like I usually my other two were very straightforward. Once contraction started, I had a baby. Well, with this one, I st- for weeks, I was having a lot of reps and hicks. Sometimes they were even getting very painful or uncomfortable. And the last few weeks, there was, I think, twice where I thought I was in labor and I wasn't. And that had never happened to me before. So I was I was confused. And I'm just like, I'm going to stay pregnant forever. I was like, <laughs> I was like this baby isn't going to come. Like, I, I'm just, I know I'm going to be pregnant for like 47 weeks or something. <laughs> I just, I started down because my, my first, child was born they say 39 one and my second 38 and I know that those numbers really don't mean anything Mm -mm. but in my I'm gonna have another baby around 38 weeks well 38 weeks were around nothing 39 weeks were around nothing and I'm just like okay I had once texted my photographer thinking that it was showtime and I said oh I'm not sure I think it might be it and but it wasn't so we leave it at that and it was like about a week later I think I I messaged her again. Yeah, it was about a week later. So it was that night before my husband and I had had sex and I woke up again around four in the morning. And I usually at that point in labor or pregnancy, I I don't feel like having sex or doing anything, but I wake up feeling very touchy, touchy. (laughs) And I start rubbing up on him and he wakes up all like, okay, you know, like he's always ready to go. And he's like, this is different. And I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know. And I was like, I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> so we have sex again. And then we lay down. To, I had gone to the bathroom, cleaned up, come back, lay down, go to sleep. Well, as I'm laying on my side, I feel like there's a lot of fluid coming out from, from me. And I'm just like, I hate when this happens. I was like, I saw I had like cleaned up, but I was like, now I'm like dripping everywhere. I was like, hand me my tank top that's on the floor. And I'm like wiping myself. And as I'm wiping, I just feel more and more coming out. I was like, I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom and shower again. So I go to the bathroom and shower. And I sit down to pee first. And as soon as I see, sit, I hear a bloop. And I, I was like, oh, let me turn on the light. And I turn on the light. And it was my mucus plug. Like everything had come out. And I was like, oh, it's showtime. I said, I'm in labor. And he's like, how do you know? And I said, I just lost my entire mucus plug mm-hmm. in the bathroom. He's so he comes in to see, and I text my photographer right away. And then I was like, let me just call her. It's five in the morning. She's probably asleep. So I call her and she picks up. And I was like, 
uh, yeah, I've been having, you know, I was like contractions have started, you know, it's time. And she's like, okay, let me get the kids ready. Cause she had two children. And she said that her babysitters were always like canceling on her. And I said, if, you know, last, you know, if anything happens, just bring the kids. I said, I'd rather have you here than not, yeah. you know, we'll entertain your kids. We, we have two older kids too. I said, it'll be fine. Just bring your kids. And she's like, you sure? I was like, I'm positive. Just bring your kids. So I continue to just labor in my bathroom and I'm cleaning the tub and getting everything ready. And I told my husband to put some water to boil because our heater tank only holds so much hot water. And then my, my photographer texts me and asks me, so uh, how far apart are your contractions? And I didn't know cause I wasn't timing them. So I downloaded a timer, start timing them and I didn't know till afterwards they, they had been two minutes apart, but they were to me, like I, I could handle them. It didn't feel overwhelming mm-hmm. yet or anything. I, I had no idea they were that close already. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, we're going to be here another five, six, seven hours or, you know, something of the sort. So I'm just relaxing, taking my time. And I finally get into the bathtub and she arrives about an hour after I called her. So it's about six in the morning now. And I want to say we chat for about 20 or 30 minutes. And I just hit a point where I couldn't talk anymore. And I just lower my eyes and I stopped talking to her. And she just sat there quietly. Like she already knew, like not, there was no more talking to be happened. Mm-hmm. And my husband's coming in and out of the bathroom because he keeps checking on her kids. So I asked him, I was like, why do you keep coming in and out? He said, cause I'm, I'm helping the kids. I said, no, you don't need to help the kids. I said, you need to be here with me. I said, stop coming in and out. You're, you're getting my head out of the space. And he's like, okay. So after that, he just sits with me and he doesn't leave again. Oh, um, I, the waves keep rocking my body and I like feeling myself when I'm in labor. So I, I just check to feel the water, uh, like the bags of water and everything, not mm-hmm. necessarily for dilation. I just like to feel the baby coming down and I, I feel myself opening so fast and I'm like, this is insane. Like I've never opened this fast before. And, but I, I still think that I have another three, four hours to go. Well, 30 minutes later, baby was born. <laughs> oh my God. It was five by seven Oh one baby was here. Or I think it was like seven ten. It was something like that, but it was very fast. It was two hours. It was my quickest labor yet. But I just remember when she was crowning, I think her head came out halfway, not all the way. Hmm. Cause I a pain, like nothing before. And I felt like she was stuck and my contraction stopped. So I felt like her head came out and like it stopped and I was still in pain. And usually you get like to the neck and it feels like a little bit of relief before the body comes out. Well, I just felt the pain the whole time. And I was trying to breathe and not push. But at that point, my body's just like push. And I remember I flailed, like I stood up and I tried to stand and I was like, no, 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 that hurts even more. <sighs> and back down into the water. And I was just like, oh my goodness, hold on tight. And then like right there, her whole body just like sprung out of me. Mm. We were in the bathtub. I was in the bathtub. So I had a water burp and I, and I could see her mouth opening as I brought her up from the water. She was already crying. <laughs> and it was the most amazing birth I've had so far because it was everything felt so comfortable and so good. And I was in a place where I was happy mm-hmm. and there to bother me. And nobody was there that I didn't know or want to be there. And my mom was asleep. My children were asleep. Like everything worked out with other people being there. And 
afterwards we went to the bedroom and we just relaxed and by this time my husband was you know okay with it so no (laughs) calls and no hospital visits good or or, you know she still hasn't seen a doctor or or been anywhere Mm -hmm. and she's she's four months old now so this was definitely like the birth that I wanted. I was like, the one thing I would definitely do different if I were to have another baby is no hospitals ever. Yeah. Like no visits, no prenatals, none of that. And right. I, yeah. I was kind of surprised that with the third, you still kind of went down that route. I, I definitely, it sounds like you are primed and ready to have a wild pregnancy next time. Yeah, I am. I I'm totally am. <laughs> that I will never go down that route again. And yeah. I, I really don't know why I did the third time around. Well, you know, I think, I think it's one of those things that's like, it's just harder to resist in some ways. And even if you're kicking yourself while doing it, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, like I said, I feel like there's a fourth in our future for sure. <laughs> and, uh, I'm totally going the whole wild pregnancy. I said, no OBs, no doctors, no visits, none of that. I said, I don't, I don't want to do any of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I will replay this for you if you need a reminder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm set. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I hear it. That's really cool. That's exciting. And so your little girl's four months ish. Yes. She's four months now. And then, yeah, I, I mean, your photos went a little viral with, with, um, (laughs) the the third one with the daughter um yes it's so- I've seen them on a few pages now a few Instagram accounts yeah and I just you know it's cool you know I love I love the nakedness of it you know there's it's like you mentioned with the the sports bra it's like really common to have to see in the photos to have a sports bra or something and that was what really struck me about yours I mean they're beautiful in a lot of other ways too but I love that you are fully naked and and just the the rawness of that is so cool it feels it feels so good it feels different mm-hmm. you know, to have something on your skin totally. and then have to, to take I just remember like having to take it off with the second it was like so it was like, oh, wait, wait, I'm mm-hmm. about to drop a baby, you know, totally <laughs> like trying to hold a brand new wet baby and like trying to take off my bra was like the worst thing ever. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, badass. I love that you kept your fire through the whole thing. And, um, yeah, I just, it's cool. Cause I, I've seen your photos and I've actually seen the whole gallery. So I, I, can you know I'm like I can envision that third birth so clearly with having gotten to see whatever that was like a hundred of those photos or something awesome more women get in tune with their fire and tell those spouses to take a seat and Mm -hmm. let them on the show (laughs) seriously take a seat I know and yeah because I mean that is part of of what I'm hearing in your story is you didn't use the word regret so so I don't want to put words in your mouth but but like these unnecessary things that you weren't, you didn't feel good about you, you know, it wasn't in your highest uh, power to do these things. And, and yet you did them anyway. And, um, you know, and that's, that's what, that's one of the many, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's trying to please someone else mm-hmm. when I feel like you should only be trying to please yourself and your baby. 
Yeah, yourself and your baby. I'm like, if something doesn't sit right with you, there's a reason for it. Like, don't go against it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and I feel and like this, I see enough of that. And we are in a patriarchy, right? So we can never forget that. Not that we do, but like that, that we are conditioned and expected to uh, do what our husbands say and to... Yeah care about and and to not be the sole decision makers of our body and our baby you know so it's it's a lot of like deprogramming that that it sounds like you've you've you're doing and that you've done which is exciting definitely all right girlfriend thank you so much for sharing your story it was awesome thank you for having me on the podcast that's it for today everyone join us next week for another episode of the free birth podcast Thanks for joining us, and remember, your body, your choice. Lots of love.